Welcome back to Trends in Low Places, a comedic exploration of the dumbest stories of the day. I'm one of your hosts, Mike Cushing. And I am the Andre 3000 to his big boy, Michael Howard. Speaker box. The love below. How white was I when I said that, Michael? I mean, I think we were both like super dupes white. Pretty white. Um, well, Michael, this is a very, very special episode of Trends in Low Places because your knee is literally three inches away from my knee. Oh, oh, now they're touching and yeah, rubbing. And mm-hmm. I got to say, I like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Michael, this is take two of our attempts <laughs> at a live presentation of Trends yes. in Low Places. We did a special two minute test to make sure that this will work. And so we are. I would say 55 to 60% sure that this yeah. will work. Yeah, highly confident. Yeah. Um, we did definitely goof up the last one. Yeah, big like, time. Like, pretty badly. Lost lost half the show? Yeah. Probably half the show. I, we lost all of the show, and we, like, redid some of it. Can I say this? Yeah. We did better the second time. That is a good point. Yeah. That's we a were, good point. We were pretty good. Well, Michael, welcome to my city, Atlanta. Mm-hmm. How, how has your time been here? <laughs> well, my time specifically has been... Delicious. How so? Um, well, you have Publix. Yes. So I have had tendies. Delicious chicken tendies. Chicken tendies. Yes. From the Publix Deli. Yes. Uh, two times? No, sir. Three times? I think so. Yeah, you're right. Three times. I believe at least half of our meals since yeah. you've been here have been Publix have... chicken tenders. And, and shockingly, not a Publix chicken tender sub. No. No, I'm trying to stay true to the, the low carb. <laughs> so, Although I did eat a chicken biscuit today. <laughs> so, the low, car- low carb, I'll eschew the bread that also wraps around the carbs that are wrapped around the chicken. It's like minimal. Yeah. Minimal. Um, I got it. Michael? Yeah. I don't mean to rain on your parade, because mm-hmm. I've also been eating those delicious, delicious chicken tendies. Mm-hmm. Homeboys are full of carbs. Um, I'm going to choose to reject a reality and substitute with my own where there is no carbs. That's fair. Michael, Um, th- you're, you've visited Atlanta at an interesting <laughs> time. Yeah, Um, it turns out. Donald Trump was right. Yes. And your city is on fire. It literally on fire. Mostly just a hundred foot section of your interstate. Mm-hmm. But yes. very much on fire. So I did happen to the day before you arrived and calamity had struck. I was at the <laughs> dog park with Sora and I happened to look on the uh toward yonder horizon mm-hmm. and uh there was a gigantic black ball of smoke mm-hmm. and I was like, oh interesting. That's probably nothing. Uh only to get home and realize that um nope, one of the major highways <laughs> in my town had burned to literally the ground. And um, uh apparently turns t- out barrel fuel can melt uh steel rebar. Uh, no, Bush did 9-11. Bush, <laughs> Bush um, did I-85. Yeah, Bush did I-85. Um, yeah, so it turns out uh, a section of I-85 just literally collapsed because a uh, fire started underneath the overpass. A mm-hmm. uh, 100-foot section of road is just gone. And another 800 feet, I believe, will have to be replaced on mm-hmm. both sides of the highway, which could take months, which is super cool because approximately 250 to 300,000 people use that road every day. Yeah. So that's my town. <laughs> Which is already famous for its traffic. So that's fun. Uh, but apparently news broke today that the fire was started because three homeless folks were smoking crack underneath the overpass and somehow lit lit fire to all the flammable materials that were being yeah, which, stored under the overpass. Which is very important and critical to the story. Yeah, like that... 
Why are you storing flammable materials underneath the overpass of a major thoroughfare of your city? Yeah. Well, I mean, or like, like within the city limits at all? Anywhere, really? Yeah. Yeah. So it's apparently it was like petroleum based synthetic fibers for something that were being st- stored <laughs> underneath the overpass. And, I, I guess this is pretty common because our, our friend Matt, um, who lives in New York, I know I know there was a fire um, underneath one of the, like the L trains a couple years ago. There, something similar, like there were just flammable materials stored underneath. Yeah, the train. he said they were storing uh, fertilizer and propane. Propane, which I'm pretty sure is how you make a bomb. Yeah, which is apparently they just learned nothing from the first World Trade Center yeah, attack, or which, like the Oklahoma City bombing. I'm yeah. pretty sure was that too. It's like maybe don't leave bombs under. Your yeah, shit. yeah. Um, but anyway, I, I I'm a I'm a new resident to Atlanta, and like I know that the blame is going to be shifted <laughs> to these three poor fucking crackheads who apparently have like a two hundred thousand dollar bond. Which okay, yeah, sure. But like it may as well have been twenty dollars, right? If they're homeless crackheads, right? But like again, somebody stored flammable like yeah. petroleum based mm. materials underneath yeah. a highway overpass, yeah. That guy's not going to jail. The people who approved all that shit aren't going to jail. They're going to pin the blame on three crackheads, and that's just untenable to me. Like, yeah, it sucks that it happened, but maybe maybe don't store shit under a highway. I feel like there should be protections in place. Right. You know, like... um like maybe like one of the protections like the first rule the of thing is, Michael I, I am 100,000% sure that a fire marshal drove to that site and looked at it and was like yeah this all checks out uh, are there are there appropriate exits on either side of the fence guarding this thing alright everyone's saying everything like, checks out like in Fight Club the first rule and the second rule were that you shouldn't talk about Fight Club right. just to make sure that it's very clear I feel like the first rule and the second rule of storing flammable materials should have been like don't store it underneath an overpass for a major thoroughfare of your city right like both rules like one and two just to make sure you got like maybe you read like just glossed over the first one you're like oh the second one you were, you were skimming the rule book yeah but like maybe oh one and two look exactly the same I should yeah. maybe look at that one yeah a maybe they're hard. important yeah yeah uh, apparently not no. so Michael my city is literally burning to the ground and also on my way to work uh, someone got shot three times in the middle of the street at 730 in the morning so that's where our city's at yeah um yeah so you know if I wanted to get shot I would have just stayed in Chicago Mm, yeah, I've I've heard y'all have a problem with that. Yeah, well, you know, this is I've also heard that numbers can be made to say any story you want. So. <laughs> well, it's interesting because like one of the one of the stats I brought up when I was trying to convince Rachel to move to Chicago was you know there's the thing about oh Chicago high murder rate blah 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 but then I was like. You grew up in Orlando or near Orlando, and Orlando actually has a higher murder rate per capita than Chicago. It's just, it's a garbage town from a garbage <laughs> place. Well, and you know, I brought this I brought this up around Rachel's family who lives in Orlando still, and they were like, "Really?" And I was like, "Well, yeah, because you hear all these stories about like, oh, you know, you know, two people got shot, um, and it was only oh, it was only a mile from downtown, yeah. right? And it's like a mile from downtown is like pretty far when downtown is completely encompassed by apartment buildings right like there may be 
I don't know, several hundred thousand people within a mile. Yeah, I remember reading uh, an infographic that was like, yes, Chicago has a lot of shootings. It's also like number 13 or 14 mm-hmm. on like per capita shootings. Like, yeah, yeah, it's bad what's going on there. And like a lot of innocent people get hit. But yeah, and I mean, it's, and it's I mean, it's sad, but it is kind of segregated to the to the parts of the city that are already dealing with the worst, you know, homelessness and worst food deserts and worst uh, joblessness rates and all those other types of things. So, I mean, it is a little misleading as to, as like, it's not like, oh, you, you live anywhere in Chicago and you said the same murder rate, but right. I mean, I figure like Atlanta is similar, but at the same time, it was like on your way to work. It so really was like... on the road I drive <laughs> home from work on every day. Um, yeah, so that that shook, that took me, threw me for a loop a little bit. Um, but Michael, I will say, um, we've talked a little bit about crime. Mm-hmm. You had mentioned a crime to me earlier that oh, sounded better than these two crimes, and I, I crave details. Because I have probably, look, I'm not, I don't want to oversell it. But it might be the best story I've ever brought up on this show. That's saying something because you've brought up some shit, my friend. Yes, but this this story. So this story was in it was in Vanity Fair. So oh, that bastion of terrific journalism. Oh my god! But it's not so much they the write very well. They write so well and. It was like an expose. Okay. So it was so many details. I have so many details that are so good. We're talking story. about like some sick Trump crimes. <laughs> better. Wall Street? No, are, better than that. Are they acting up? No. Uh, murder ring? No, I have a story about the great maple syrup heist of 2012. <laughs> <laughs> Well, go on. I insist you continue. <laughs> so, one of our one of our just favorite listeners, uh, Lauren, yes, that uh, that that my wife works with. Um, she is a very committed listener. She was actually very angry that uh, she's essentially a third host. I think, yeah, basically, point. she she was a little upset that we didn't get the episode out until late Thursday. Yeah. So uh, she, sorry, that's on me. I I am bad at editing. <laughs> She sent me a link to the story of Vanity Fair about the great maple syrup heist of 2012, where... What a just... A, okay, what a name! Because <laughs> 10,000 gallons of maple syrup. Okay, so how much Aunt Jemima are we talking about? <laughs> well, sir, no Aunt Jemima at all, because Aunt Jemima is fake syrup. Fake syrup why is everything fake in 2017? Yeah. I don't like this world we live in. Any, basically, any syrup you buy that is like mass-produced, log cabin, Aunt Jemima, um, Miss Butterworth, it is basically high fructose corn syrup flavored with maple. Okay, so basically, like all the cinnamon we eat, also bullshit. Yeah, I I don't know about cinnamon. Well, what, what that's not germane to this story. <laughs> Okay, so someone stole the the good shit. Oh yeah, the good shit. Apparently, there is something called F pack, <laughs> <Wait, what? laughs> which is very similar to OPEC. <laughs> okay, <God damn> it. <laughs> it so, is the it is the Canadian maple syrup OPEC, and the reason okay. she sent me this story is because we discussed. We discussed how Canada might be the Saudi Arabia of a two ply toilet of paper. Two ply toilet paper, but 
They fucking are the Saudi Arabia of They actually syrup. are the trilateral commission yes. of delicious yes. breakfast condiments. They okay. set prices. They set quotas. They basically determine the maple syrup that you get around the world. Well, apparently I'm not getting any maple syrup because I'm too cheap to buy the good exactly. stuff. Exactly. <laughs> because maple syrup costs approximately $13,000 a barrel. What in the... What? No. $13,000. So that's American dollars. We're talking 55-gallon drums, similar to oil? exactly. Which costs $130 a barrel? On a good day. Yeah, I, no, that was that was back in the <laughs> right. Ba- that was the bad times. Yeah, now it's like thirty five. No, yeah, we're. I think it said in the story I read it like we're at a point where it's about two hundred and fifty times the cost of crude oil. What in the literal fucking hell are you and, talking about? And there are there are about I don't remember exactly. There's about a ten thousand I think uh, authorized maple syrup distributors within FPAC. And they have a certain amount of maple syrup that they're allowed to provide to FPAC a year. And a certain percentage of that has to go into the the maple syrup reserve of Canada. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Michael, I have I have an inkling that I, I need to ask you about. So yeah. just just for our listening audience. Mm-hmm. Are we about to talk about maple syrup for over 20 minutes? I hope so. I Look, I told you before we started this that I could probably spend an hour on this story. Okay, fucking let her rip, my man. <laughs> Let's do this thing. Listeners, beware. If you don't care about maple syrup crimes, maybe fast forward half an hour. Oh, my God. So, Canada produces 72% of the world's maple syrup. Right. True maple syrup. Okay. Not that bullshit Vermont. Exactly. It, but Vermont, Vermont actually Vermont has, has some. Okay, okay. We're fine. The only places you can get maple syrup is basically in the Northeast. Those are the only wow. place where you have real honest-to-goodness maple trees. We provide such a service to the world. Yeah. You're welcome. I don't know if anyone else eats maple syrup other than us. But it turns out that... um. That New York State actually probably has about three times as many maple trees as, like, the entire province of Quebec. But they're just not going to use. They're just not not doing anything with it. Maybe they could knock that fucking $13,000 barrel (laughs) price down real (laughs) quick. Yeah, so uh, very similar to our strategic oil reserves that we have in the United States in case, you know, everything goes belly up. At least we can fuel our... uh, Military. Yeah. Millions of military vehicles. Yes. Um, They have a strategic uh, maple syrup reserve. So they can fuel their military, (laughs) which is made of fucking Mounties and like (laughs) rowboats. Yeah, I'm coming for you, Canada. (laughs) Yeah, so their strategic maple reserves, Mm -hmm. about seven and a half million gallons of maple syrup. Michael, real quick. Yeah. Have you done the math on that? (laughs) I haven't done that. Okay, pause for edit. <laughs> you said it's 13000 $13,000. Oh, yeah. No, I have done the math on that one. Okay. The, like the price, the, the, the value of the strategic reserve. Um, and I actually misspoke. Um, when I said that they stole 10,000 gallons, I actually meant they sold 10,000 barrels. Holy hell. Okay, so 
Um, that's a lot of money. That's about and syrup. 540,000 gallons of maple syrup. Which you've already established is a pretty significant sum of money. So that's, yeah. what, like 30 million? Some, something like that. It's it's a lot of monies. Yeah. Um, I gotta be honest with you, though. So, I've seen, like, The Italian Job. <laughs> and a couple other pretty good heist films. Uh-huh. You steal something like Diamonds, mm-hmm. which, again, have... To me, dubious value, but, you know, on the black market, yep. and I don't think, worth a lot of money. Well, they're very small they're very, per, very, per they're monies. very small, and they're worth more monies than yeah. most other things. Yes. Stealing how many gallons, Michael? Uh, 540,000. That is a literal shit ton and yeah. a half of maple one, syrup. One might even say it's close. It's like bordering on a dick ton. Yeah, a couple dick tons a couple of dick maple tons. syrup. Yeah. That is metric dick tons, though. While I admire the chutzpah to mm-hmm. take $30 million worth of anything, <laughs> one, how do you get away with, two, store, three, actually sell $30 million worth of maple syrup? That much, that many gallons of syrup. Well, the first two I can help you with. The third one, I think they might have had a little bit of a problem with as well. <laughs> okay, they, they didn't think it through. Fair enough. All right. The fact that we know about this story just shows that they couldn't quite get rid of the merchandise Fair. that they had. Didn't Things didn't work out. But the way this was discovered was, so the, the reserve, and they actually stole this all from the reserve. So okay, from the strategic reserve. From the strategic reserve. Okay. So they think it was an inside job, and they've actually arrested multiple people related to this story. All all crackheads. But the way that it was discovered <laughs> is that <laughs> I wonder if Canadian crackheads would be like just totally in on some maple syrup. I mean, like some pure maple. You know what I'm saying? That good stuff. The good stuff. That good maple, though. Actually, it turns out pure maple is kind of is shitty. way more expensive than fucking heroin. By the way, are you kidding me? Actually, <laughs> Michael, I'm pretty sure I could go to any street corner in America right now and buy a 55 gallon drum of heroin for eighteen dollars. <laughs> that shit close. is cheap as hell. That's pretty. That's actually part of the reason we have straight, a heroin epidemic. Straight maple syrup is apparently one of the most precious materials on this planet I've, I, I don't actually, know why they're not making semiconductors out of it because it's more expensive than gold it's not could you make semiconductors out of maple syrup I don't know I'm not a doctor <laughs> also probably not because the conductive material like properties of maple probably don't seem that great so it's, so it's very interesting what if how they chi- make what maple if, syrup what if you chilled maple syrup to absolute zero how conductive oh, is it shit now we're talking you I know could, the bare minimum of science, but okay, I think I'm on. If I covered you in maple syrup mm-hmm. and then and licked it, cooled it down. Oh wait, no. <laughs> Before I licked it, off well, you, well, every inch of your body, you wouldn't want to lick it at <laughs> absolute zero, Michael. No, be, no, I no, cannot no. Stress that but I would do it a little experiment first. Oh, sure. We're like, I would cool it down to almost absolute zero. Yeah. You'd you'd probably die first. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oops. Second. Podcast over. Second, I don't think you'd be able to move. No, absolutely not. And I don't think anything else would be able to move through it. Probably not. It's not like a it's not like a um But just before absolute zero, hell of a current can run yeah. through there. Oh, all sorts of messages. <laughs> all sorts of quantum computing could be running through my body because I am just chill as fuck. We have really lost the thread <laughs> on this episode. Michael, tell me more about maple. Okay. I'm going to tell you a little bit about tell maple Tell me syrup. more about syrup crimes. Okay. Before I get into the syrup crimes. Yes. The maple syrup that comes out of a tree, the yes. sap that comes out of a tree is only about 2 to 4% maple syrup. Okay. 
they have to take lots of the sap that comes out of the tree. Distillation. Yeah. They boil it uh-huh. to get rid of a lot of the water. All the all the tree parts. Because maple syrup has to be between 66 and 69% basically maple syrup. Okay. Because above 69%, it becomes... Unlike Aunt Jemima, which is 0%. Zero percent. Zero Zero percent. Wow. The Don't great the great it. syrup crimes. Yeah. Talk of about our times. Talk about great syrup crimes. Yeah, that's the long the long con. Yeah. Okay, go on. Sorry. Um, so below sixty two percent, not maple syrup. Above sixty nine percent also not maple, not syrup. maple syrup. It becomes like taffy or candy or some bullshit. It just instantly turns into bullshit candy. It's, yeah. It turns into a Werther's original and your it, grandma gives it to you. Basically, <laughs> you could not pour that shit on anything. Okay. Interesting. Um so it's very specific, but getting back to the crime at hand. Yes, please. So then the reserves are in these white barrels that are stacked like 20 feet high in this warehouse. Kind of like the Indiana Jones warehouse where... Yes, where they keep all of the artifacts. Yeah. Yeah. It's like that. Similar, but like if you open each one of the barrels, there's not like other artifacts. There's just Just more more maple maple syrup. syrup. Sure. So, you know, they... The guy who was, uh, you know, checking on the maple syrup, he was climbing up, trying to get to the top of the maple, the maple syrup castle, if you will. Like the aggro crack. Yeah, yeah. And he almost fell. Oh, no. Uh, because one of the barrels seemed to move a little bit. Now, I don't know if you've, I don't know if you've thought about this yet, but like, no. if you had a, a 55 gallon drum mm-hmm. of maple syrup. Yes. That would probably weigh a lot. I know a gallon of water weighs eight pounds. Okay. So I'm just going to go ahead and assume that a gallon of maple syrup weighs 50 pounds. Because I can't do math <laughs> and I don't really know. I have a child's brain. Um, so that thing weighs 4,000 pounds. <laughs> I don't remember exactly how much it weighs. But did I did I nail it, it's, Michael? <laughs> it's like clo- I think it's close to 1,000 pounds. Basically, you're not lifting it up. I was so close. Though. Yeah. Damn. So he he went to grab a barrel and it moved. Okay. Which means it wasn't filled with maple syrup. No, it was filled with wishes and dreams. Yeah. And also theft. And also emptiness. Yes. And so some of the barrels were empty. Some of the barrels were actually filled with water. Okay. Had been replaced with water. Okay. So what was happening was these thieves... So that would have weighed about 440 pounds. Because I can do math good times. <laughs> I can do good math. These thieves were stealing barrels somehow... And then replacing, either stealing all of the maple syrup out of the barrels or replacing or stealing it and then replacing it with water and then somehow getting it back into the reserves. Right. So they basically figured out it was an inside job. Pretty much has to be. Okay. Yeah. But, Michael, real quick, I'm now, how many pages of notes do you have about this? Like a full page of notes. I'm not Holy even a joke. Ball set. Okay, well, let's go. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> hit, me, hit me with this crime story. So... All in all, nearly 10,000 barrels were stolen. 540,000 gallons of maple syrup. $30 million, which I don't have to tell you because I know that you are up on your agricultural crimes. Yes, I know all the crimes. It is the largest agricultural crime ever committed. Second only to the soybean theft of San Francisco <laughs> of uh, 1973. Oh. oh, well, you want to Which, tell me all about that one? Yeah. By the way, why were they growing soybeans in San Francisco? <laughs> Real estate there is out of control. Out of control. Yeah. So, like, within the city limits, like, 
on the underside of the Golden Gate Bridge. Yeah. They were just growing soybeans and like I, you couldn't even see I mean, them. it's more like, hey, why don't you grow some alfalfa mm-hmm. down south? Yeah. You can make some bank on yeah. that. Because and actually every wine produced in San Francisco and in, in Northern California, 30% soybeans. Hmm. Because of that. Breaking news. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. What a world. Yeah. So, um. Don't even get me started on carrot things. <laughs> don't even get me started on carrots. <laughs> So, there, I mean, there is a lot of interesting parts about this story. Oh, really? Yeah. There haven't been any so far. No. <laughs> so, um, the... <laughs> Michael, pull yourself together. It's time for syrup crimes. <laughs> so, I know what you're thinking to yourself when I'm telling you this story is like, holy shit, Michael, this is so exciting. Somebody should probably make a movie about it. Yes. You were like, I can't wait to see the movie about the Great like, Surprise like, of 2012. It'll be Marky Mark, and that's it. <laughs> Just Marky Mark stealing $30 million worth of syrup. No, it won't be. Oh, God. Is- it's being made into a movie starring the great Jason Siegel. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, no joke. Right after I said Marky Mark, uh-huh. I was about to say Jason Statham. Oh, that would have been close. So close. Critically close. Critically, but so and We're going to cast Jason S. Yes. In this movie. Yes. And I would have thought, oh, yes. Statham. He's going to just fucking yep. just really rip through some vibes. Here's the problem, though. The thing is, though, this is such a dumb, stupid, idiotic, mm-hmm. hilarious, moronic story. Yeah. Jason Siegel fits very well. Yeah. And we'll probably see his dick in it. Oh. Because we've I already seen that. his dick twice. Yeah. In forgetting Sarah Marshall. <laughs> and now he's going to have to, like, test a barrel to see if it's got syrup in it. And he's well, going to yeah, stick his dick in. Put your dick he's going to put his dipstick in. Yeah. You got to put your dipstick in. <laughs> I feel like Seth Green is going to come out of retirement for this film. Although, Mike Tyson remember, will probably be there. Do you remember the scene in The Transporter where Jason no. Statham um, dumps out the barrels of crude oil in the warehouse? So yes. that he can fight the dudes, but he, he somehow gets, like, bike, <laughs> bicycle fucking cleats that he can wear so that he doesn't slip while all of the other dudes are slipping while he's fighting them. He's a he's a consummate warrior. <laughs> I, I will say, this is off topic. So can you imagine the transporter maple syrup? Where he dumps out barrels of maple oh, syrup. Oh man, he just got. He, he probably just had his like gun feet. Mm-hmm. He just like fuck, fuck bike shoes. <laughs> I got guns for my feet. I will say, I'm gonna say this. Mm-hmm. Jason Statham is our our nation, our world's last true action hero. That is true. The only actor mm-hmm. who has not done like a kids movie. Yep. All he does is punch people and shoot people. Mm-hmm. Like. Vin Diesel, The Rock, they've all done, like, kids Vin movies. Diesel was in uh, The Pacifier. The Pacifier. The Rock was in Tooth, Tooth Fairy. Fairy. Um, all of our sweet, sweet action heroes have yep. eventually left that noble path of punchitude mm-hmm. to, like, babysit some kids. They basically succumbed to the, the, the allure of the easy payday. That siren song. Mm-hmm. Not of, Jason Statham. No. He's a, he's a man of his craft. He's a pure action yep. hero. Yep. And by the way... Michael, mm-hmm. you know what comes out in two weeks. <laughs> yeah. The Fate of the Furious, Fast and the Furious 8, which we, by the, by the way, me, Michael, and our, our good, good, good friend, Odette, mm-hmm. we're going to watch that opening night, and yep. you guys can expect a 
let's be honest, 45-minute drunk episode mm-hmm. about yep. the merits of Fate of the Furious. Yeah. Michael, I don't mean... Sorry, that I might have derailed your, your story. No, no. I mean, that's the the kicker. I think the kicker was Jason Siegel. I gotta be honest with you. I'm like... This should be a comedy. Like, this is the dumbest, <laughs> best, hilarious, like, really good crime I've ever heard of. Yeah. I'm so excited. Did did they ever catch anybody for this? Yes. Oh, they did? Okay. Yeah, no, they've, they've, they've indicted a few people, but, like... Who fucking cares? They've about just those guys? indicted a few people. I don't. I don't know how. I mean, I assume they like. Yeah. Who gives a shit? I assume they covered them in maple syrup and made them get eaten by bears or whatever they do for corporal punishment in Canada. <laughs> We're gonna cover you in syrup and let some <laughs> aardvarks lick you for a while. All right, you learned your lesson. Go, go fight a moose. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, they got they got some peeps for yeah. this. All right, Michael, we've talked for approximately 35 minutes about syrup crimes, so what else do you have on the docket for me, my man? Well, Michael, Jordan, Jackson, Tyson Cushing. Neither of those are... Nope. Michael Stipe. Yep. Cushing. You know, he's from Atlanta. Oh, okay, really? That's Mm. me in the corner. (laughs) I have the headline of the fucking year. How Trump-related is it? Because I'm not interested. It is not at all Trump-related. Okay, lay it on me. So, this headline starts very sad. Okay. And it ends up making you feel bad about laughing. Okay. Well, you can't. You can't. You can't. No, you can't say that. All right, well. Here it goes. Listeners, buckle up. Family of Connecticut college student. Uh-huh. Who lost father in 9-11 attacks. Oh, no. Will donate organs uh-huh. after dying mm-hmm. in pancake eating contest. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, man. Look, I'm not really sure. There's there's so many details in that headline that don't se- that seem unnecessary. Like you're just burying the lead. Like I don't need to know she's a Connecticut college student. I don't need to know about okay, the dying in 9/11 attack. That lady too. It was a lady. It was a lady. Oh no. Yeah, no. It's it's definitely a her. Uh, <sighs> she she was participating in a in a pancake eating contest. As you do. Mm-hmm, yeah. How? Wait, wait. Did she get syrup? If so, what kind? <laughs> Um, you know, my guess is that the, probably the that, that she, fake shit. The fact that she choked on on pancakes, <laughs> she choked in that Michael. <laughs> Makes, yeah, I thought she just got like acute diabetes. So. Nope, <laughs> no, she choked to death on pancakes. <laughs> so like, oh my god, like I would guess that means she did not have any syrup. Yeah, because the syrup would have coated the throat very yeah, nicely and allowed down. those flapjacks. To I mean, down. that's why you see the competitive hot dog eaters dipping their exactly. hot dogs into the lemonade. Exactly, you can't eat dry carbs. No, it's in the a, worst. In an eating contest. You I, just... I can't eat dry carbs on a normal day. That's why I need I need that good syrup. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, yeah. But it, it, in terms of that atrocious headline, yep, like. I did not need to know that her dad died in 9-11 and then she, and then she died of pancakes. <laughs> of, like, aggressive pancakes. Yeah. Like, you know, not to make light of her death, but, like... No, let's please. Like, if we're... 
If I died of pancakes after my dad died in 9-11, like, please don't even bury me in the same cemetery. No. Because, like, I don't want our tombstones to be even, like, able to be read within a four-hour drive. Because I would hope that you would forget that my dad heroically died in the 9-11 attacks. Here lies John Roger. Pancakes. He fought to the end. Yeah. Here lies Julie Rogers. She, she also fought. Pancakes. She also fought to the end, but ugh, did not quite. Ugh, mm. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, this is something that like goes back to a lot of these fucking like contests that people do. Like mm-hmm. I get competitive eating. It's whatever. But like, there's a woman who died a couple years ago. Um, cinnamon so, like, challenge. What's that? Cinnamon challenge. No. Um, Milk truck challenge. No. Like a lot of mall, like uh, shopping malls, used to do this thing where they would have a car uh-huh. that you could win. In this case, I believe it was a truck. I oh, think you a, keep your hand on it, right? You got to keep your your hand on it, and yeah. every hour you have to drink a glass of water. Oh. And it, as soon as you have to leave mm-hmm. to go pee yep. or live your life like a human <laughs> being, like you lose. So the last person standing with their hand on the truck wins Mm -hmm. and this lady died of this might shock you water toxicity huh she drank too much water and died Mm -hmm. because she was holding it in too long like uh you know i've always i always thought that could happen yeah you uh, here's here's a tilp exclusive if you haven't heard you can die from too much water so go ahead and pee right now have you ever heard the story of the great (laughs) physicist tycho brahe which story about him he's he's done some things michael (laughs) The story that he, he had a was, fake nose. He did have a fake nose. I know. It was made out of silver. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I said it. But <laughs> do you know how he died? Supposedly. Uh, pee toxicity from where we're going. Yep. I, I nailed it. Apparently, he was uh, he was sitting next to the king at, mm-hmm. a, at a function. Okay. And he had to pee very badly. But he did not want to get up in the middle of this function to go to the... The little boys, the little Tycho Brahe's room. The, the little astronomer's room. The little astronomer's <laughs> And uh, he eventually died of a urinary tract infection of some sort because he did not pee. Okay. When he, he needed to pee. Public service announcement. Everyone just go pee if you have to pee. Yeah, look, if you have to urinate, just go. Even if it's like right where you are. I don't care how smart you are or yeah. how silver your nose might be. Yeah. Go pee. If Tycho Brahe can die of a urinary tract infection from you not can. being, you totes can. Yeah, because you're dumb. Yeah. You're dumb because you're, <laughs> you're listening to our podcast. I think you're all very, very smart people. Eh. <laughs> all right, Michael. Well, Hey, uh, I'm pretty sure rule number one of podcasting and two... Yeah. Is insult as many listeners as possible as often as okay, possible. Well, <laughs> let me pull out my list. To my sister Amanda. My <laughs> <laughs> first and only listener. <laughs> All right, Michael. Well, we've covered some ground here. Mm-hmm. Where else are we going? Um... Well, you know, we could talk about a, a a fairly serious story, which you started to bring up earlier about about Blackwater and um, you know the Trump administration and Russia ties, or I could talk about Japanese fancy fruits. It's really up to you. Hmm. I mean, one of these has hard hitting implications on our entire world. The other one sounds sweet as hell. Michael, hit me with those damn Japanese fruits. <laughs> Uh, so, Kush, we've talked about kind of some interesting trends in Japan recently. You and I have? Yeah. Okay. Just a few. I, I mean, I know you don't remember every conversation we've had. 
It, there's been so many. We do drink a lot on this show. <laughs> Go on, please. I I hundred uh, percent sober. What? Hundred percent of the time. Huh? Yeah. All right. Hundred percent means zero, right? Yes. Okay. Yep. Hundred percent of the time. Hundred percent sober. So apparently in Japan, there's a trend for uber exotic produce parlors. Okay. So you've heard about the trend of of making, say, like squar watermelons. Right in Japan. What the fuck did you just say to me? Squar, watermelons I'm that are squar. Stop saying that. <laughs> do, do you mean square? Squar, squar, squar watermelons. Are you saying in a cube shape? Yeah, in a cube, like a squar on either on on all six sides. Wait, what? <laughs> okay, so you're only a d six of watermelon. Okay, yes. Okay, now so I'm so they. Why grow- did you say that word? Um, <laughs> haven't haven't you ever heard of hitting someone squar in the testicles? We're done here. Okay, continue <laughs> continue with the story. Uh, w- exactly one other person is going to get that reference, and his name is Curtis Berry. Hey, <laughs> hey you know what? Good job, good job, <laughs> making the show as broadly appealing as possible, which is you know what, very important. <laughs> So there is a trend in in Japan for these these fancy fruit parlors where they basically make them look like jewelry stores where you can go in and you can buy you mean jewelry stores <laughs> you racist jewelry J- <laughs> stores so they have these and you can get square watermelons oh thank you is that how you say it square that's the way okay. yeah any norm yes. You can get grapes in the shape of rubies. Garapes? Cool. Garapes, yes. And, um... Wait, wait. What did you say? I, I was too busy just <laughs> shitting on you. You say grapes in the shape of rubies? Rubies, yes. What the fuck does that even mean? Yeah, so they grow... Grapes come in one grape shape. No. They're no, grape-shaped they, grapes. They grow them in these little containers. And mm. it turns out... It turns out if you grow a fruit in a very specifically shaped container, it will... Take the shape the of the container. Okay, it's like it's like water. Right. So if you grow a watermelon in a in a cube, it will take the shape of a cube. I've played Minecraft. I know how watermelons grow. <laughs> <laughs> it's in cubes. Doesn't everything grow in cubes in Minecraft? It's in cubes. Yeah. So um, they basically package them up like jewelry and like wooden boxes and. Um, how much would you think that these fancy fruits might run you? Like, I'm so like, afraid to even name a number, Michael. I can't even tell you. Like, say I, um, you know, I was going to sell you a, a bunch of ruby grapes. And not ruby colored grapes, like ruby shaped grapes. I have to, I have to be very, very. What if I told you there was only 2,400 bunches does, a year? I have to, I to be so just get out ahead for this. Does a bunch of ruby grapes, say had a say a 12 pack of ruby grapes, would it cost me more than 12 goddamn rubies? <laughs> Not quite. Okay. <laughs> so the ruby grapes are actually fairly reasonably priced. Okay. You can get a bunch of ruby grapes for uh, me hit you. $800. God damn it. Um, but if you wanted some Hokkaido melons... <laughs> And I do, obviously. Yeah, I mean, obviously you'd want some. Uh, a pair of them will run you about 27 grand. Two melons. Yeah. By the way, my least favorite fruit 
27,000 goddamn dollars. I mean, those better be some really nice, juicy, plump melons, is all I'm saying. They should be the size of my living room. Yeah. Which is also overpriced. <laughs> they should probably be the size of a car, but then also... Be a car. Function like a car. They should also be yeah. a car. Like Maybe have, also a spaceship. They should have, a, have Bluetooth audio and possibly... Like, maybe, uh, like a backup camera? It should be a self-driving melon. For 27000 I mean, hey, on, you're asking a little much. No, I'm not, because it's a fucking melon. It's made of fruit and not metal. All right, all right, fine. Maybe Bajin Home strawberries would be more up your alley. Okay, how big are these guys? <laughs> Is this a strawberry the size of my goddamn head? Nope. No, it's just a, it's just a strawberry. I mean, it's slightly larger than your average strawberry, but they're like... They've been specially cultivated for like 15 years. That seems like too long to grow anything. Well, not not ones, not the, you're not buying Michael, the same if, strawberry that's been there for 15 years, but they've gr- been cultivating. If you, if you grow a human being for 15 years, that human being is already very shitty. Like it's peak shittiness. No, it's not the same strawberry. It's the, they've been honing the technique for 15 years. Is that but not? We've been growing shit for 3,000 years. What? Um, so you're, you're saying that you wouldn't spend $5,000 on an individual strawberry? I would spend $5,000 to take an individual strawberry and directly shove it down the throat (laughs) with my full fist and into their tummy of whoever originally cultivated that stupid strawberry. All right. All right. And I'm not a violent man, but I would do that. I can see, I can see you're, you're a man of principle. A tough customer. Yeah, you're a tough customer. I have something for you. A heart-shaped watermelon. Heart-shaped. Heart-shaped. Like a human heart-shaped or like a like no, a like, a, like an emoji. Emoji. Yeah. <laughs> emoji heart. An emoji heart. Okay. Yeah. Emoji heart. If you will. Go on. A hoji. I, no. No. I was <laughs> a with... heart toji. I was nope. Emoji heart. Fine. All right. An emoji heart watermelon. Yeah. Can be yours for one hundred dollars. Okay. Yeah. See. Yeah. Yeah. I'd buy that. Yeah, see? Like, that seems like a, a really stupid Valentine's Day goof. Yeah. Like, if I get, like, a just a... Ju- no, it doesn't. No! Wait! <laughs> Here's a question. Here's a question. If I had not told you about the $27,000 melons and the $5,000 strawberries, would you even thought twice about a $100 watermelon? No, I would have thrown you through a window. Exactly. <laughs> Mission accomplished. Although, I mean, I've spent, like, $150 on roses before. Yeah? And, and those things, I can't eat them, and they die very quickly. Well, I and they I don't necessarily even look very nice. I take that back. I think you can eat them. Yeah, you could if you wanted to. Probably coated with a lot of bullshit though. But here's the thing: heart shaped watermelon. You can pour vodka into and make it a boozy heart shaped watermelon. And now we're talking. And now it's only a hundred and ten dollars mm-hmm. if you buy a six pack of I mean, ABC. That's better. Plastic bottled vodka. Mean, you, you do that. Yeah. That's better. That's cheaper than a night out of the bar. Yep. Well. <clears throat> So the reason that that these Japanese fruit parlors have popped up is because apparently the Japanese see fruit as a very um, spiritual offering to someone. If you give someone the gift of fruit, mm-hmm. it's it's pretty significant sign of respect. And so it's a very spiritual thing. They don't just like they don't just like go to like a salad bar and just fucking house fruit like so they're not job. going to the sizzler and just eating cantaloupe all day no no they're not like paying the five dollars for the salad bar and then filling up michael i think it's hilarious that you didn't mention the fact that the sizzler salad bar not fucking around with cantaloupe it's just blue cheese dressing you just drink a gallon of blue cheese dressing at sizzler 
I've never been to this. Also, salad bacon bar. and ham. I've never been. I've never been to a Sizzler. Their salad, salad bar. bar is bacon and ham and blue cheese dressing. Is there a Sizzler in Atlanta that we can go to immediately? I think all bacon and ham and blue cheese dressing I sounds think, like a I great. Dinner. I think all the Sizzler owners have died. <laughs> They're just dead now. Did you did you ever have the thing in school where you would have to read the books? No, I never had to read books for school. No, were they? (laughs) So at some point in my school career, they switched over to like a pizza thing. Like you would get a free pizza from Pizza Hut if you read a certain amount of books. Oh, book it. Yeah. I fucking destroyed book it. But before that, you used to get a Sizzler gift certificate. Wow, that's a very unhealthy reading challenge, by the way. Not to say that winning a pizza party for your class via book it was not unhealthy, but the Sizzler book challenge... Not terrific. Okay. So anyone who's listening to this podcast who is over, who is not a millennial or on the edge of a millennial, does anyone remember the Sizzler book challenge or some other Sizzler challenge that maybe I'm confusing with the book challenge? What a nightmare book. Are you kidding me? Sizzler consumers have never read a book collectively between themselves. Now you, now you wonder why I don't read books as much. I'm afraid someone's going to make me go to Sizzler. Wow, that's fair. Yeah. yeah. That's why I read them on the Kindle, so no one will know. Except for, <laughs> except for Jeff Bezos, who's selling all your shit to Peter Not Thiel. Sizzler, though. They're not, yeah, not, yeah. not to Sizzler. All right, Kush. Do you have anything for me? We are getting pretty close to time. And I don't know, Michael. We could talk about a couple things. Um, we could talk about Yahoo's cool new new name. Or a new name. A new name. Or we could talk about something we, we touched upon recently about male contraceptives. Hmm. Neither of these really seem super suited to an episode wrap-up, if I'm being very, <laughs> very honest with you. What if we talk about Oreos or Walmart's new Oreo flavor of the year? Yes. Yes, because yes, okay. I will. I'm gonna run through this real quick. Uh, two things. I'm just gonna say these because they're dumb. Okay. Then we can get to good, good <laughs> Oreo talk. Okay. So apparently, so Verizon has bought um, Yahoo and all their internet business from apparently Alibaba. It's a very solid purchase. Yeah. Every, if I had to say so myself. Everything's. You know what they purchased alongside Yahoo? Hmm. AOL. So like, <clears throat> is. Two internet titans at the yeah. top of their game. Yeah. <laughs> so is that like is that like buying like somebody's like literally taking out their garbage and is about to throw it into the dumpster? No, and you're wait, like, wait, wait, there's a there's no. an uneaten slice of pizza in that garbage. No. I would like it. No, not even an uneaten slice of pizza. An uneaten slice of fucking pineapple pizza. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's something that was like f- maybe a fad like. 20 years ago but and like, I still want the scraps of that fad but like not even like pineapple and ham it's like pineapple and like red peppers so it's like a failed fad like yeah. before they got to the actual oh, good we fad. didn't quite get it right yeah yeah so but i want that i want the dregs of that i want to get down on and it. maybe like the last i want the backwash of some orbits water and some water joe maybe mm-hmm. yeah and let me wash it down with a real quick zima yes so this new company is going to be spun off into a brand called Oath. Oath? Oath. Like Oath? 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 O-A-T-H. Like, I solemnly swear. I that can't tell if I am up to no good like <laughs> these two dumbass companies. Is that better or worse than Tronk? Tronk! <laughs> Tronk being one of the worst rebrandings of a media company ever? Yes, but Oath? 
Oath. Oath or Tronk? Tronk. I would, I mean, I'd rather work for Oath than Tronk, but whatever. Anyway, so the second story, we mm-hmm. talked about this earlier, Michael. We talked a little bit about male contraceptives and how we would very, very much be down for getting yep. a injection into our penis mm-hmm. if it could stop, you know, babies from happening. The problem with that, though, is that I feel like the doctor performing the procedure. Yes. He, he would have to give you a signed and notarized certificate that you would keep on your wall or possibly in your wallet because I feel like no woman on the history of the earth is going to believe a dude who says, no, we don't need a condom because I got male contraceptive, right? That is a pretty good point. Like if I was a woman, I would not believe your ass. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't believe your ass about anything. Right. So like, I would need some proof and maybe like the, the certificate in my wallet would have to have a direct line to my doctor and he would have to have some kind of code that only she would know so that she would know that I also wasn't lying. That is an excellent point because as we've covered multiple times on this show, and actually we'll get into it here in a second, Mm -hmm. uh, men are bad. They're the worst. And very stupid. Yep. And And should not be trusted. Stupid, stupid liars. Damn, yeah, that's a real wrinkle that I don't yeah. think anyone has really thought about. Yeah. I've, like, you know... Or would there a, be, like, a directory you could get yourself on? That's, like, mm. a, a, ver- a verified directory of people who have, like, safely fuckable... Right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I will say, like, for someone in a committed relationship, this is great. Oh, like, yeah, for yeah. sure. Like, yeah, oh, just get this thing, have it washed out whenever Would it have to be ready? a really committed long-term relationship? Because I feel like even dudes in committed relationships are lying liars who are who sacks of lies. Right. Yeah. Well, that's great. Yeah, that's not untrue. Um, <laughs> and I will say, so this story, though, we talked about it a couple weeks ago at this point, and new headline uh, from uh, the other day. Uh, so, new male contraceptive is safe, effective, and very inexpensive, but they can't find a company to sell it, uh, which is a weird, a terrible and awful confluence of men suck also. Mm-hmm. Pharmaceutical companies exist to make money, yep. and there is literally no money in for anyone in male contraceptives, which is stupid because it happens once rather than every day yep. of a mm-hmm. lady's life. Mm-hmm. And uh, also, there is apparently Michael. If you had to, if you had to guesstimate the annual global market for condom sales, what would you say? Oh shit! Um, I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna, gonna go, go billions, right? Three point two billion dollars. Yeah. Uh, so. Nobody wants to put this out into the world because it takes a whole lot of money out of everybody's pocket, even though I would pay... Big rubber is holding it down. Big rubber. Yeah. Big big lambskin Mm -hmm. comes out of nowhere to shoot this one down. Um, Pharmaceutical companies ain't interested because they can't make money off of it because it happens once and it's very inexpensive. Yeah. Yeah. Meanwhile, I would pay literally any price right now. Like, I mean, you know, I'm not the most sexually active dude in the world, but I don't want kids right now. Yeah. You know? Yeah, no, I I hear you. I mean, I've been married nine years, so I'm also not the most sexually active. I kid. I kid. Uh, Pause Reddit. Cut the mic. Cut the mic. Cut the mic. Please still have sex with me, Rachel. (laughs) Cut cut, cut the mic. Um, Um, Yeah, no, like, uh, you know, it seems, it seems worth it. Yeah. A hundred percent. Um... Yeah, because, I mean, even when I do buy the condoms, I buy, like, the, the anti-family pack, which is, like, the 36 <laughs> right. condoms, just because it's cheaper than buying, like, the, the smaller boxes. But, like, you know, if I could if I could get uh, get that shot for maybe, like, two or three times the anti-family pack cost, um, I'm doing that. At this point, sure. again, it just seems like, I mean, if it's, if it's inexpensive and effective and everything as it sounds like, mm-hmm. it should almost be a public service. Yeah. Like... 
hey, fuck it. Like, I should just be able to walk in, get this shot. Whenever I want it reverse, you shoot baking soda up my penis and it washes it away. You know how Great. you know how you have to get um you have to show that you've gotten your shots and your physical before you start high school when you're a dude. Mm-hmm. You know you have to go in and do that. Yeah, or like before you do sports or whatever. I feel like uh, maybe okay every high school kid you, you have to get this male well, contraceptive because let's Michael, be honest we do not need fourteen to eighteen year old. Kids having children. You just opened up a big old can of worms. Mm. I don't think we're going to get to our last topic on this <laughs> podcast because we're coming up on time here. But do you honestly think that in the world of our anti-vaxxers where mm. fucking whooping cough has yeah. made a comeback in this mm. fucking country, a disease that we eradicated in like the 1800s, mm-hmm. you think parents would be okay with their sweet baby boys getting a shot in their penises? To stop them from having kids. I will say as a parent, as if not as a parent, but if I was a parent with a son going off to high school, I'd be like, yeah, shoot that dick up 19 oh, yeah. times. Uh, 100%. Never stop. Never. He should get it every week just in case. I mean, I feel like my biggest fear as as a parent of a high school aged child, whether it was a, a girl or a boy, would be that they were going to somehow get themselves or someone else pregnant. Yeah. And if I could prevent that from happening. Yeah. No, I'm. I'm all on board that. Yeah. Let's I, just count it as a vaccine. It's a vaccine against a 18-year-long STD. Right. <laughs> That's a great point. <laughs> yeah. So I will say, there, there's an interesting quote from the uh, inventor of this thing. Um, actually, no, it's from a uh, gynecological professor um, who kind of helped develop everything here. And I got to agree with it. It kind of touches on what we talked about. The fact that big companies are run by white middle-aged males who have the same feeling they would who have the same feeling that they would never do it, speaking of getting an injection in their dick, plays a major role. Mm-hmm. If those companies were run by women, it would be totally different. And I gotta be honest with you, I agree a hundred percent. Oh yeah, for sure. If it sure. was again, like the fact that old men write or run uh like pharmaceutical companies, like they have no basis in this. Like they're rich white dudes, like the worst that someone getting pregnant happens to them is like, okay, I'll pay alimony for a little yeah. while. Like, they they just can't fathom the fact that like, yeah, maybe people would pay for this, which mm-hmm. is unreal. So, like, what qualifications do you need to have to say sell a male contraceptive? Like, do you need to have any? Like, could do good buddy want, media do start a, selling a it from our buddy, website? Goodbuddymedia.com contraception yeah like at the end when we talk about like hey go to goodbuddymedia.com and like listen to our other podcasts and like us and while you're there you know purchase some male contraceptive yeah like i mean i feel like that could be an, a revenue stream right i gotta be honest with you it would probably boost our listenership a lot yeah if, i mean if we were the sole provider of male contraceptives i'd listen <laughs> i'd subscribe i'll tell you that much yeah i just this is one of those things just like it's a no fucking brainer. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. just like, yeah, pop this in your dick. Yeah, it's I'll not pay. F- I'll pay for it. Yeah, if we could get it uh, to be to be something that people thought they would use, almost a hundred percent, it would be covered by healthcare. Though, yeah, I mean, again, like, just I mean, just like Viagra is covered by insurance, and like yeah. so many other things, like no one's even researched. Like, Here's the a- question, though: Would the Catholic Church be against? Yes. That as much as they were, but you're not even letting the semen get to the ground. Right. That, I mean, that's, 
I mean, Onan was uh, punished by God for spilling his seed. Right. So, if he's know. not spilling it, it's keeping it all up inside you. Here's the thing. Here's a stat, though. I mean, I, the Catholic Church aside, I mean, like they have some issues on their own. But, like, right now, 60% of women in spousal relationships use contraceptive pills or some other form of, you know, contraception in 2015. In only 8% relied on their male partners to, like, protect themselves via a condom or something else. Like, mm-hmm. this is such an opportunity to just, like, you know, find parity in this. Like, it, 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 like, there's no reason that, like, we should, one, put all the reliance on women to, like, avoid conversation. But also, all the blame for them, like, mm-hmm. if they do get pregnant and then also not help them whatsoever. And, it, like, if they do get pregnant and have a kid. Like, this seems like the best possible, like... Just, I'm leery of getting an injection into my mm-hmm. penis. Like, yes, very much so. But, like, this would be, like, the best investment that, we, like, I feel like we could do as a species. Okay. Just, like, pop this syringe in someone's dick, everybody's dick, and just, like, wait until they're ready to have kids. And then, mm-hmm. like, super reversible and figure it out. Look, I was leery of getting, you know, my eyes cut open with lasers uh-huh. to get laser eye surgery. But, like, lots of people do that. And there is a very, very small chance that you'll go blind. Mm-hmm. By getting that surgery, but like millions of people do that. Right. That's way more dangerous. And the, you know, uh, I don't see the problem in getting, you know, maybe a small injection in your dick. Right. Like, you're, you know, it seems like, oh, now I don't have to wear glasses. Oh, now I don't have a fucking child that I didn't want. Right. Like, like societally speaking, like, you know, it sucks, but like the cost of like unwanted and uncared for children is very, very high. Mm hmm. But, Michael, um, we've talked for about an hour. Is there anything else you want to drop on me real quick before we sign off for the day? Just, like, one thing. I just really want to talk about this Oreo thing real fast. Hit me with that creamy filling. Okay. So we talked about Oreos. Make sure you can't get me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. This this creamy filling is going all up and around you. Gross. Um, (laughs) So Walmart apparently had their, like... Oreo cookie of 2017 contest where you could vote for the Oreo cookie and it was it which was with again Oreo. to be fair there are 36 yes. brand varieties yes. of Oreos yes there are so we've talked about the variety of Oreos we talked about the peep Oreos which by the way Michael we talked about it from 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 my angle mm-hmm. I know you had some too yep what were the effects on you oh no I pooped pink pooped pink. I did not poop pink. So it's still in your body. That is still in me. It's still there. I don't... I am so (laughs) concerned. Either that or my liver is so efficient. It just destroyed that pink. Maybe. Maybe I'm I'm just really healthy. I prefer to think that all of your internal organs are literally bright pink now. When I die and I donate my organs, Mm -hmm. everything will just be a bright sheen of like Pepto-Bismol pink. And they're like, well, we can't use these. We can't use any of these. Because they're very pink. They're very... (laughs) Like, these do not look... These look like... If Barbie had internal organs, yeah, these, this is what they would this look This is like. Malibu liver. Yeah. <laughs> Please continue with your Oreo story. So they had a vote. There were three different types of Oreos. Um, so there was a... <laughs> I'm going to read you these three types of Oreos, and, and you just tell me which one you would have picked. If it's not double stuff, I'm not interested. So caramel apple no, Oreos. Absolutely not. I mean, that sounds okay, right? No, it does not. What about jelly donut? No, it sounds awful. What about cookies and cream Oreos? Yes, I'm into that so badly. I would need that in my life. That Wait, cookies and cream, <laughs> is, an, cookies and cream is an Oreo! <laughs> it took me a second because I was so against the whole idea. One of, the, one of the cookies you could vote on was a cookies and cream Oreo. And Kush, 
I don't have to tell you, Cookies and Cream Oreo won. Yeah. So they're coming out with a Cookies and Cream Oreo. God, I don't know if you've ever ordered Cookies and Cream ice cream. It's full of Oreos. What is that? Cookies and Cream ice cream? It's just ice cream with crushed up fucking Oreos in it, right? Yes. So they basically made an Oreo flavor based on an ice cream flavor, which is based on the goddamn Oreos themselves, right? It's just a, yes, it's cookie cookie ice cream. They basically, so the filling is just Oreo filling with pieces of Oreo in it? That's infuriating and so stupid. Although, you you can't put that up against caramel apple Oreo and expect it not to win because cookies and cream is the best flavor, even though cookies and cream is the only flavor of Oreo that's ever existed because it's a cookie and cream. <laughs> cookie and cream Oreo is just an Oreo. Folks, that's going to do it for us tonight on Trends in Low Places, and I cannot stress to you enough how much, one, I love Oreos, and two, how dumb that fucking poll or contest from Walmart is. I can't um, wait to eat cookies and cream, cookies and cream Oreo ice cream, though. That does sound so good. It's just going to be an Oreo. It's going to be a pint full of Oreo with some, like, milk poured on top. So it won't even be frozen. It's cookies and cream Oreo cookies and cream cereal. <laughs> Folks, uh, you can look for more information on this episode and more, which I don't know, really know why you would, but uh, on goodbuddymedia.com slash blog. We'll you can also buy the uh, Michael and Mike contraceptive Oreo. Yeah, you, you, eat, you eat the Oreo and you shove it up your dick. Um, yeah, so you can find us on goodbuddymedia.com slash blog. Uh, I'll have some more stuff up here this week. Uh, sorry, we've been a little late. Uh, we've, we've all been kind of going crazy a little bit the last two weeks. But, um, Michael, how else can people find us on, maybe say, social media? Yeah, you can find us on Twitter at TILPcast. Um, and you can also find us on Facebook. You can search for Trends in Low Places um, or TILPcast there as well. And you can, uh, you know, share our, our posts, share our uh, podcast. Um, with your friends and anyone else you think might like our podcast. Um, you can find us on all of your favorite apps, uh, iTunes, Podcast Addict, Stitcher, whatever you want. Um, like us, share us. You know, it's really important that this gets beyond just, you know, the people that we know, because that's the way that, um, you know, it, it, it becomes, uh, you know, just a a fucking a, vi- a viral a hit. viral hit it just becomes yeah? a fucking like uh just tsunami of fucking just trends so many just spilling all over you so many trends yeah everywhere yeah just all the the trend boys just this got so just squeezing out all oh, over everyone god this got ho- so highly <laughs> sexual I anyway folks i think that's gonna do it for us on trends and low places this week i'm Oddly sexually charged episode in person. Michael's knee is now five inches away from mine, not even three. But thank you so much for joining us. We're going to see you next week uh, from a safe distance. Yeah. 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 But uh, thank you for joining us. I'm getting out of this fucking city before it burns down. Yeah, good luck. Uh, Folks, uh, please, like Michael said, uh, like us and subscribe to us on iTunes. Give us a rating or leave us a comment. Um, And thanks so much for joining us once again. Love you. Love you too, buddy. Toodles.